Jackson bit T.Y. Hilton. He had T.Y. Hilton man-to-man, and T.Y. Hilton simply outran him. Welcome to Buffalo's new home for the number one brand in worldwide sports, ESPN 1520. You're listening to the official voice of the... Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right. Well, excuse me. Welcome again to Think Again, our topical discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting your communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN, 1520 a.m. on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So we got a couple of callers on the line already. So let me just kind of run through my opening um, monologue, and then uh, we'll get to our calls in about eight or nine minutes. So the shoes obviously are dropping in the uh, Mueller investigation. Uh, Cohen has named Trump uh, as his uh, principal collaborator in uh, his uh, campaign finance felonies. Uh, that he has been uh, uh, now convicted of or he's confessed to. Uh, Michael Flynn somehow managed to get no jail time uh, because he has you know, been so cooperative <laughs> right? in the witch hunt. Uh, he's, uh, uh, ex- but he's already pleaded guilty to a number of, well, at least one, I think, for a, a Michael Flynn. And he had a number of other charges that they just had, are not uh, uh, rendering a judgment on, pe- apparently, I think, just to keep, something over his head uh, in the event that he turns on them. Uh, Trump offers um, uh, William Barr as the uh, next attorney general. I think he's going to be confirmed because he did work uh, under the Obama administration in uh, one of uh, Obama's executive offices. And I think a person who's been confirmed under both Republican and uh, Democratic administrations is probably going to be able to get through uh, in the uh, confirmation process for attorney general today. Paul Manafort continues to, be, uh, to, to get caught in lie after lie uh, to the Justice Department. Uh, Trump uh, continues to demean the Justice Department and, and, and promote himself, while the Wisconsin state legislature, like the North Carolina state legislature uh, uh, before it, proves that elections only have consequences if Republicans win. Uh, by passing laws to diminish the, po- the office of the powers of the, uh, uh, the governor and uh, increasing the uh, powers of the legislature in, in, in those two states. But I want to use today's discussion in an applied sense to focus on the war on poverty and the campaign against the so-called undeserving poor. So just work with me for a few minutes and let me just kind of lay this out for you. You know that Lyndon Johnson launched a war on poverty in the mid-1960s. Uh, to provide education and uh, and opportunities to uh, uh, residents of low uh, socioeconomic status. Uh, However, national policies endorsed by the Reagan administration, uh, the Republicans of his his time in the 1980s, uh, which I refer to as a version of the American nationalist movement that we're seeing today, led politicians uh, getting elected 
uh, 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 elected by campaigning against uh, against assistance to the portion of the poor deemed to be unable to work, i.e. the undeserving poor. Uh, the first uh, president, George Bush, who uh, uh, now the late president, George Bush, won office uh, in 1988 by promoting the idea of massive alleged <clears throat> uh, abusive tax dollars by opportunist welfare recipients. In 1996, they actually eliminated uh, the uh, uh, Aid to Families with, w- w- families with Dependent children pro- children's, pro- uh, children's Program, and they uh, replaced it with a strict work requirements program with time limits on benefits called the Temporary Assistance to Needy uh, Families Program, or TANF. Uh, while no one is in favor of people gaming the welfare system, restrictions actually uh, uh, punish the impoverished more than they provide incentives uh, for advancement. Uh, these restrictions and regulations actually defy the ideation of the Eighth Amendment that prohibits state and federal governments from inflicting cruel and unusual punishments on citizens. Essentially, the Eighth Amendment outlaws punishments offensive to human decency. You'll see as I go along that that's exactly what this legislation uh, has been doing. Few look beyond the rhetoric to see that the uh, majority of people receiving public benefits were actually working full time. While uh, there appeared to be some pushback against this type of thinking when large numbers of middle class Americans found themselves in need of public services due to the economic catastrophe caused by the second George Bush administration, this thought framework seems to have never have not really disappeared. Those Americans knocked out of the middle class due to the Great Recession often took their resentments out against those Americans who were already poor before the recession. Uh, it seems they, they weren't able to get uh, they feel that they weren't able to get more benefits uh, uh, because uh, too, too many benefits were already given to those people who were already poor. Those are the so-called grievance voters. Uh, isn't, their grievance isn't that uh, the Trump administration radically isn't uh, against the Trump administration radically increasing the annual deficit uh, in order to reduce taxes for the wealthy. They feel that the only way lower middle class Americans can can have enough public money to meet their needs is by reducing benefits to the undeserving poor. This is the rhetorical scam being pushed by Trump, by Stephen Miller, by Steve Bannon, Mitch McConnell, Tom Cotton and all their ilk. This latest iteration focused on extracting pennies out of the income of the poor who kept getting benefits for a month or two after they had taken a job. To scale this issue for you, let me just kind of lay out an example for you. Uh, In in 1992, I used to be the Deputy Commissioner of Social Services. We had about 23,000 cases of families receiving AFDC benefits and about 11,500 families receiving home relief. That's benefits that went to a household where there was an adult and no uh, dependent children. So there was a total of 34 to 35,000 uh, cases on some form of public assistance, you know, back in the early 90s. Today, according to an article by Sandra Tan in the Buffalo News this past week, <clears throat> there are some 47,000 cases of persons receiving some form of public assistance. The reasons are that the national and state level rules were changed to increase income limits so that middle and lower income households who were driven towards poverty due to business outsourcing, businesses offshoring jobs and their manufacturing operations and the Great Recession, that those people who were affected by that could receive benefits immediately. Instead of blaming the barons of industry and the tax policymakers who made it easy or easier, and I'll be with you just two minutes, uh, easier 
for companies to finance the relocation of their businesses overseas to low-wage countries, the American nationalists stoked the idea that the public assistance pot was low on funds because so much money was being spent on the undeserving poor. Of course, these Americans who were working for industries that were protected by tariffs, tax subsidies, and lax law enforcement, tax law enforcement, were den- uh, were denying em- and while denying employment opportunities to the very people that claim were the they claim were the undeserving poor, they see themselves as victims and deserving of public support. To give you an idea of how predatory this system has become, in New York State, you can only receive cash benefits for two uh, consecutive years out of any five-year period under federal law. You can't receive cash assistance for more than 60 months or five years over your entire lifetime uh, from the date that you start receiving them. After that, your rent subsidy is paid directly to your landlord. Your utility subsidy is paid directly uh, to the utility company. However, the public assistance program only subsidizes your utility bill. It only subsidizes your rent bill. It doesn't pay for the entire bill. So if the rent subsidy for your household size is $500 a month and your rent is actually $800 a month, the county will pay the $800 a month, but you owe that $300 a month difference. That becomes a debt that's accumulating against you. And once you start working, you have to pay that debt back to the county. The same is true for those utility bills. Your subsidy might be $150 a month for utilities, but your bills, utility bill may average out to $225 a month. That's $75 a month uh, 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 a shortfall. The county will pay it for you, but as soon as you start working, you have to start paying that 75 back. So the math is simple in the example that I'm giving you. The person getting $300 a month in uh, rent subsidy and uh, in, uh, receiving $300 a month in excess over subsidy for rent and $75 a month in excess over their uh, utility subsidy, that person is building up a bill of $375 a month. Over just one year, that's $4,500 in debt that person has accumulated. If that person got a job the next year, they would have to pay off that uh, uh, $4,500 in uh, in debt. If they had to pay it off in a year, that'd be $400 a month they'd have to pay out. If you're making $2,000 a month in gross pay, you're probably only taking home about $1,500 a month. Just do the math. If you're paying $800 for rent, $225 for utilities, 50 bucks for your telephone service, <coughs> excuse me, 90 bucks, uh, 90 bucks a month for uh, your, your bus, bus pass, $100 a month for your, uh, health insurance. That would be about $1,265 a month you'd have going out. You'd have $235 for the whole month left for you to pay for food, laundry, clothing, uh, and so on, uh, and, and transportation. Uh, where would that money come from to pay that $4,500 back that you would have accumulated in just one year? Uh, so there's a lot more that I can uh, go on on this, but I just want to give you an idea of what's going on and what underlies uh, these policy decisions that are being made and that we're being bound by in our society. Let me grab Tony first. Grab Tony first, then we'll grab John and Rochester. Let me grab Tony now. Tony, how are you doing out there? Snowy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just shoveling snow. I got that's what's really afflicted my arthritis. <laughs> yep, I was shoveling this morning too. Right. Al, 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 Al I got to tell you, we had the controller of your economy, a guy named Stefan Mihailov. Do you know him? All right, quite well. Yep. 
Yeah, well, he says that the, he, on his program, and John called his program, by the way. I want you to know that. Okay. The, the, the follow-up caller here, John, says that the trans, uh, Trump tax cuts is really helping all the poor people, everyone, <laughs> to get more money in their paychecks. But he didn't tell when I was going to call. They won't. They didn't want to let me on. So uh, I was going to ask him how much does he make a year. He probably makes around eighty or ninety thousand, right? Yeah, some probably. I don't know. Well, anyway, he's going to have a high. He, he said he gets one hundred twenty dollars a month extra in his paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about the guy that's making fourteen thousand? How much is he going to make? He's getting nothing. He, he's getting nothing. So all this crap about Trump's economy being so great is a bunch of hoo-hoo. Now, here's a couple of points for you. David K. Johnston, remember him? Right. Making, they wrote the book, Making of, Making of Trump. Yep. And in the book, which I read, he said that Trump employed undocumented immigrants in all of his facilities. We saw a story on that uh, yesterday. Yep. Yeah. How else could he fill all the spots if he didn't have undocumented? And they even worked out ways for these people to fill out papers that kind of like took away their undocumented status for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he talks about undocumented coming into the country, and he hires undocumented people. But it's okay if it's Donald Trump doing it. It's only it's only not okay if somebody else is doing it. But Donald Trump, as he said many, many times on the air, even recently this week, when I do it, it's okay. I'm just doing business. That's right. That's right. That's the cost of business. Did you notice the last few weeks that the stock market is down 5%? The stock market is actually down today slightly more than, what, than, than where it stood December 31 of 2017. We've actually yep. lost ground during the course of this year, despite Donnie's yep. constant refrain that he's put $20 trillion uh, into the uh, U.S. economy. Right. And think about it. I, I, I was on the Dollar Doctor show a few, and I asked a question about this. Remember that when he went to Argentina, I believe, to talk to Xi, the Chinese uh, president, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. a tariff agreement. Did anyone in that room take notes or have any kind of feedback on that? Do we know what they actually talked about? No, because he doesn't want to do anything that can't be much secret. Yep. This guy, he did the same thing with Putin. Remember when they went to the G20? Putin at a side meeting. Who was there? A translator. Was there any other person there? No. When President Obama was doing any kind of business with any foreign leader, he always had a group of people with him that could take notes and, and give you a, a translation. And Tony, of the that has been true of every president of the United States since we've been a country. That has never, this is the first time we've ever had a head of state meet with another head of state and nobody is in the room to record what took place in the meeting so that you'd have a record of what it was that you all had agreed on. Well, you can see what happens with that type of thing when there is when he said on Monday, well, he was going to have a ninety-day period of moratorium and all that that crap. That didn't get the uh, the stock market any kind of so- source of security, did it? At all. And not only that, 
when he first threatened China with tariffs, do you realize that the tariff rate on a car was originally 25 percent? Mm-hmm. And after he decided to open his mouth and say he's going to penalize China, they raised the tariff to 40 percent. Right. 40 <laughs> percent. And, and I just heard a couple of minutes ago <laughs> that... We could have actually, now first of all, I'll state quite with all honesty, I don't want to see this president or the Congress that comes in in January deal with any form of impeachment or anything about this president. I don't want him impeached. I don't want him to, to because impeachment is a long, drawn-out process mm-hmm. that takes you away from your legislative ability. Of course, the problem is we're going to have difficulty legislating anyway because the Democrats are not going to be able to get anything if they get approved in the House. They're not going to be able to get it approved by the Senate. And if they did get it approved by the Senate, they wouldn't be able to get it approved by the president by a a, a two-thirds majority. So this is going to be a very difficult two-year period no matter how we cut it. Yeah, and and the thing is, is the the woman that I listened to on the TV as as a lawyer expert, she said that if you really wanted to talk about this president, he's abusing his power and authority every single day. Mm-hmm. He does things, and see, again, secrecy is the name of the game with this person, because he does things that we don't find out unless the news media finds out in the, by getting a leak somewhere. Yep. We don't know what's going on down there at the White House. We really don't. Yep. And, uh, and And this is where... You, 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 your source of liberty is at stake, and your democracy is not very solid right now because, hey, the guy thinks he's a dictator, basically. <laughs> yep, Tony, we're going to take a, take a break here, so I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you during the course of the week. So let's take our first break, and then we'll get John and Lockport on. So if you all stick with us, we will see you on Saturday break here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Are you a home brewer or do you want to learn about home brewing? Tune in at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. Just Brew It, hosted by Jeremy White and Bert Deister from Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Tune in Saturdays at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. These are three simple steps. Reduce the amount of plastic that is manufactured and reduces the amount of plastic waste that ends up in our landfills and water-harming wildlife. Visit buffalo.onethingus.com for more green tips. Presented by Hawk Creek Wildlife Center. 
Customer service jobs don't have to be low pay with inconsistent shifts. GEICO starts at $18 an hour for evenings with a set schedule, profit sharing, paid training, tuition reimbursement, medical, dental, vision, and life insurance. Visit geico.jobs buffalo to apply. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Giving and receiving. And receiving some more. This year, give the job of printing your holiday cards to Staples, and you'll receive big savings. Because now at Staples, you get 20% off custom holiday cards and invitations. Plus, when you spend $50 on custom printing, you'll receive a $15 print coupon. So, happy holiday to you. Staples. There's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. Valid in-store only. See associate for details. Ends 1229-18. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN Say Merry Christmas on this program. <laughs> that Donald Trump was getting eight vo- eight votes for promising people that instead of saying holiday something, we say Merry Christmas. So there you go. <laughs> Let's grab John in Lockport real quick and get his thoughts. John, how are you doing out there? Good, Nathan. Um, I think uh, Yogi Berra said it best. He said uh, it's uh, this is deja vu all over. All again. over again. <laughs> tried to fake the funk when he said, you know, read my lips, no new taxes. Right. He said that before the, the his, his four-year term was going to start, not after. <laughs> after right. after right. his term yeah. had gone on, he had to raise taxes four times himself. <laughs> right. And and um, as I said, too, what happened, and in, in the reason why uh, the middle class was left out was because when the um, uh, top 1% or one-tenth of 1% got that huge tax break under Reagan, uh, they, they didn't invested in the economy they put it in the stock market mm-hmm. and uh, as they say you know millionaires became billionaires overnight well now you've got uh, with this corporate welfare you talked about welfare uh, corporate welfare that trillion and a half tax cut that went to the top one tenth of one percent that that i'm sure that most of that went into the stock market so where's that trillion and a half dollars now is exactly. it gone is right. it gone since I mean since the market has basically uh, gone negative in, in this 
this uh, annual in this year. What happened to that trillion? So, so, well, to take your point exactly, so this uh, uh, tax law was passed in December of 2016. So you've had the benefit of that tax all the way through 2017 and 2018. Now, we know that that tax reduced corporate taxes by almost $200 billion a year from roughly $468 or so billion in corporate taxes in tax income uh, to the federal government down to something like Two hundred and and seventy or so uh, billion in taxes. We know that the tax uh, cuts for personal income taxes was about one hundred and fifty billion dollars in tax cuts. So that's roughly three hundred and fifty billion dollars in lost revenue that supposedly went into the pockets of people that uh, Bush and his crony said was going to get spent in the economy and it was going to be invested by the barons of industry to expand their businesses. Yet we find that the stock market is now lower than it was 12 months ago. And we find that uh, we're not seeing any expansion of business. There's no expansion of GDP that matches uh, this, the, the loss of revenue that we, we have seen uh, from that loss of taxes. Every time you lose a tax dollar, you need $5 of income to replace every one dollar of taxes that you you lose because your tax rate is about 20 percent of total income so when you when, when you lose t tax dollars you have to create another five dollars in order for you to create one dollar of that it will come back to the government as federal uh, income taxes and right. you can see that that's not what's happening right now right that's corporate welfare yep. you talked about welfare and non-corporate welfare but there's also military welfare mm -hmm. uh, yeah, most of the money that goes into the military is totally uh, unneeded. Uh, the reason that they keep pouring that pouring money into the uh, military is because there's 22 states in this country that are major military suppliers, and they supply weapons, uh, airplanes, weapons that the military doesn't need. They force them on them, and even now they say that the uh, aircraft carrier is almost obsolete. Right. You can, I mean, uh, I think this country has something like 10 or 12 aircraft carriers and i think the next country down like china has one and i mean it's it's the aircraft carriers becoming obsolete mm -hmm. so i mean they're and yet they're still going to make them and they're, they're going to keep these 22 states uh uh you know uh continually continue continual stream of money uh in this military welfare system that's that's I mean, why we got to look at, at at how much money we spend in the military every year I mean, take the next 10 countries combined afterwards, and uh, we spend more than them. Right. And that includes Russia and China and all the rest of the big yep. powers. Yeah. So. That's why we got to keep spending money well, with. Uh, well, we got to we got to keep selling stuff to Saudi Arabia because they're right. When, when you when you talk about welfare, you got to look at corporate welfare and military welfare. There you and go. Much bigger. I mean, it dwarfs uh, uh, wealth uh, the welfare system. Yep. All right, John. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Let's grab Ron and Chitawaka real quick and get his thoughts. Ron, how are you doing out there? Okay. Well, yeah, what, what, what uh, Chalmers Johnson, the uh, historian and uh, journalist, said, which John in uh, Lockport there was commenting about, he calls it military Keynesianism, uh, <laughs> that the idea okay. of spending all this money on, uh, it, it's instead of spending it on welfare programs and that they... They, they give it to the, the defense industry and they employ some people. So, but it's still it's still government program money going. And, Precisely, and the, you you could have just given that money to people. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, because let's face it, no people don't.
don't fly B-52s to vacations. They don't drive M1A1 tanks to work. So, I mean, it, it's a very much of a drag on the economy. It's stuff that we store up and that we use, you know, when we need to. A lot of it sits there in warehouses until there's a war somewhere or until somebody makes an arms deal. Uh, so it's really, yeah, you really have to look at it that way um, as far as, uh, you know, the spending. Now, it's interesting. There was a, <laughs> on CBS of all networks, it's supposed to be the more liberal of the three broadcast networks. I can't remember who it was that they had on there, but he said uh, uh, he issued this report that said that, you know, we have to make these massive increases in defense spending. And the guy uh, interviewing him uh, I can't remember either the guy's name. It was just, just one of the standard guys that's on CBS there mm-hmm. interviewing him, and he says uh, uh, he's giving these things on how we we spend more money than the next five nations combined. And and the guy and he let him get away with it. That's why when I again I want to I want to find about this liberal press. The guy says yes, but we have more commitments worldwide than those other nations. And I mean, in other words, translated. And the guy, the, the CBS interviewer, says like you know, oh well, thank you very much. You know, he didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. Why do we have more um, commitments than worldwide? everybody else? Yeah. Because why 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 does that exist exactly? Could it be, could it be we're an imperialist nation with an empire? I mean, is that justified? Maybe we should, like, look at the fact that we're propping up all these dictatorships all over the world, a lot of which, when they collapse at times, or when even if they're not collapsing, they, their people get mad at us and blow our buildings up. You know, it might have something to do with that. I mean, when you look at that, uh, well, you know, we alienate Ron, a lot of people r- by doing that. R- r- and r- we spend a lot of our treasure. Right. Ron, the, the argument that they give is that spending that money on the military it creates manufacturing jobs, textile jobs, uh, transportation jobs, you know, blah, 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 and that that's good for the economy. My point is you could take that same money if you just got to spend that kind of money. You could spend $300 billion just giving checks to people throughout the economy, the, uh, the consumer economy of the country. Just give the money directly to people. They'll spend that money. And when they spend that money on demand goods, that's going to create more manufacturing jobs. In fact, many more manufacturing jobs and have much more velocity uh, or turnover of those dollars in our, uh, 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 in our economy. So well, the, think the, so. Or you could invest it in the crumbling infrastructure, which right. at last counts of $7 trillion would to, to have better port facilities, better air facilities. You know what's a good roads, example? Bridges, a good canals. example of what you're taking, because you're about my age. You remember when Transit Road used to be like one lane going uh, 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 north and one lane going south, and it was just uh, yes. cow pastures and corn and whatnot on right. either side of it. And then somebody made the decision to use some urban uh, development assistance grant money to expand transit and and, uh, Union Road and Harlem Road and so on. Yes, they did. And all of a sudden, you started seeing first stores, then a warehouse, and then a little industrial park. And then before you knew it, those roads were like completely businesses. I mean, we're talking about really long roads that are like business on top of business on top of business, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and that remade or made north and east amherst right i don't even was there even an east amherst there was even there was there wasn't even an east amherst at that time exactly <laughs> they had to invent east amherst right. right i mean so that that's that's you're right and just the infrastructure itself now another thing here uh i'm kind of curious how it's going to be george w h george h w bush was 94 and he died mm-hmm. jimmy carter's up there in years too both of them were one-term presidents mm-hmm. okay 
they, I mean, and while I'm not saying at his funeral you should rip the guy's guts out, but they've deified him, kind of like what they did with Reagan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a few things. The biggest thing, that, you know, is he's the guy that started the, well, I shouldn't say started, because actually LBJ did that uh, with uh, the Goldwater. Mm. But in 1988, he started a trend within the Republican Party with the Willie Horton ads. Right. Uh, uh, that, that really, really started to get the real nasty negative stuff on race. Okay. Right. Uh, and he also uh, started this embedding of the reporters. They didn't want to have another bunch of reporters running around like they did in Vietnam coming at which coming back with truthful reports about what we were really doing there, mm-hmm. showing people uh, uh, being executed and body parts and stuff. So they began this embedding of the reporters under Bush. But the biggest thing he did, we still don't know the whole business with the Iran-Contra and who exactly was involved, and, and that he pardoned all those guys before he left. But, and I'm kind of curious, okay, the propaganda with the first Gulf War, that's another thing. I want to see how they treat Jimmy Carter. I, don't, I mean, the guy is probably undoubtedly the best ex-president. When you look at his negotiating, his mm. will, goodwill ambassador, the fact that he was able to get people out of out of uh, uh, country, I think Iran, and not Iran, uh, uh, out of North Korea and other places, mm-hmm. and he's, the, the fact that he would go out in his 60s, 70s, and into his early 80s and build houses, you know, with habitats for humanity right. and raise funds for them, let's see how he gets treated. I'll be very curious to say, if I live long, and I guess he's supposed to have had some cancer, but he, he beat it or he something? He seems to have beaten it back. It's in remission. Yep. Yeah. So, and that was one, wasn't that similar to what McCain had? Yeah. Some brain cancer? Right, very, well, very he, similar. He was, at the, he was at the funeral. They didn't look, I mean, it looked, 90s years old, but he didn't look like he was ready to drop dead tomorrow. But you know, he's a Democrat. He's not. Yeah, so I wanna, I'm curious how he's going to be treated, and when when he dies, uh, if you know he's going to be given that kind of almost deification that George H. W. Bush was. I pretty, I'm pretty confident what they will do is use that as an opportunity to uh, uh, talk about all of their criticisms of, well, yeah, of Jimmy Carter. Because with Bush. George H.W. Bush, you think he was a George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. Right. Said, I never heard one bad thing said about him in any of the... And I even listened to MSNBC to see if they'd say much. They didn't really say much about him there. I don't, unless it's a media thing about let's not speak ill of the dead or something. But we'll, well see. You, you heard him in, in my run-up, in, in my opening uh, uh, remarks, that that's what I was talking about, this whole campaign against the undeserving poor uh, that uh, Ronald Reagan, you know, uh, began uh, yeah. that... But George Bush, with the uh, Willie Horton ads, you know, against Michael Dukakis, you know, that was what he actually used to, to, to rally people around. Really the same ideation that you see with the American nationalists that are driving the Republican Party right now. Well, they, you yeah. just have words that now describe it. We didn't have words to describe it before. But it's the, right. same, it's the same behavior and the same ideation. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, Ron. I appreciate you, man. We'll see you next week. I see I have John in Rochester on the phone early. I love it. Let me get John on. John, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. All right. Good to hear from you. You're going to run the table, the Bills. Run the table. Four in a row. You know, I had said that after they had won two weeks ago, and they really hurt me. And I thought they were going to win that game. I thought even at the end they had a chance to just – if uh, Allen had – if, if, if Allen had just uh, thrown a better pass or Clay was maybe, – maybe he had to be awake. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe he was asleep and didn't realize yeah. there was a yeah. ball being thrown his way. <laughs> that was too bad. They, they should have been caught. But anyways, uh, we're going we're gonna to win the rest of our game. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you know, H.W. Uh, Bush, a great man, uh, and, I, you know, I was critical of him at times, but uh, I got to say, the media, Ron's right, the media really went easy on him, just like they went easy on John McCain, but when those guys were running for president, the media, they were attack dogs on both those guys. So I'm glad at least in their death they uh, had some respect. And uh, Tell me they, how you feel about our cousin, uh, President Donald J. Trump, and his behavior during the course of this week-long um, commemoration of uh, the life of, of the first George Bush. What, what were your thoughts about about Donald during this time period? Well, I got to tell you, uh, I thank God every day now that Donald J. Trump is our president. <laughs> because the, the, alter, the, alter, the alternative... You know there are chairs turning you? over in, in households all over Erie County. People are throwing chairs at the walls. <laughs> and, you, and you know it. You're just doing that to get that reaction from people. We're going no, no, we're gonna to have no. to buy we're gonna have to buy all new chairs in all the households in Erie County. You know, it's, 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 it's ironic, Nathan. When, <laughs> when, when, Trump, when Trump was running, I, I, I looked at it it's not not as a joke, but uh, you know, okay, it, this is this was. You this did can, think his presidency. Bad. You thought his candidacy was a joke. Guy, Tell the truth, Ted, John. Ted, Ted you, you thought his candidacy was a joke. You thought Ted Cruz was the second coming of Satan, and you and thought Rubio. that <laughs> and Rubio, and Rubio too, right? Well, once, once I figured uh, <laughs> Cruz couldn't, uh, Cruz couldn't win the general election, but Rubio could. I thought Rubio would have been. A good choice, and I think he would have won. But when Trump won, it was the biggest upset in American politics history. And I'll tell you, I love the guy ever since. The same thing with Reagan. I voted for Jimmy Carter against uh, Ronald Reagan. And I saw what Reagan did in a couple of years. John, there's not a single person in earshot. Who believes that you were a Jimmy Carter supporter? You you have been anybody that anybody who believes that Donald Trump was a great president could not possibly have thought that Jimmy Carter was their their candidate for president. I, I swear, I swear on a on a Bible. I I was a Jimmy Carter. In fact, I campaigned for George McGovern in 1972. I was going to the University of Buffalo back then, and I campaigned for uh, George McGovern. I was I, uh, did, I didn't camp. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't campaign. For George Jimmy McGovern Carter. was like the most liberal candidate for president in the history of the universe. How can you possibly have been for him and simultaneously been for Ronald Reagan? How is that possible? Ronald Reagan, when, when I saw what he did in two years, and this is after uh, two or three years after I voted for Carter, uh, I saw what Reagan did in two or three years that changed this economy to uh, an un- it was an economic engine he created. Plus, he brought down the Soviet Union. He, brought he down did not the bring Union. down the Soviet Union. Yes, the Soviet did. Union brought he itself did. down. He no, did not bring he down made, the Soviet Union. He, St- he, he oh, come on. Down. He worked. Come on. Uh, he, he brought down the Soviet Union. There's, there's been there's that, a lot of documentation. That, that's that. just that's they, just patent. That's patently they, not true. They, they bankrupted themselves, and he supported a lot of anti-communist regimes. He was the just the president during the time 
that the internal contradictions of the Soviet Union reached a point where it could not sustain itself. There's a reason why communists, there's a reason why there's only one communist country left in the world, and that's Cuba. The rest of these countries. What about China? China is more of a hybrid economy oh, than it is a. But, but, but even if that, that, that is the case, the reason why you see so few of these communist regimes still intact in, in, in is because communism essentially eats itself. It eats its own surplus. You can't, you can't grow an economy unless you grow surplus and you reinvest the surplus in things that create more growth. Well, I agree. Communist countries will fail. They eat, uh, they, China, they, China they eat, they, they eat themselves. They, yeah, they I, literally I eat themselves, right? But anyways, so that's the, reason, that's the reason why the Soviet Union fell, because they basically reached well, a point well, where they were eating themselves. They couldn't sustain that structure of economy anymore. It just fell apart under its own weight. It was not because Ronald Reagan did it. Stop saying that. That's just not true. Nathan, I, I respect you a lot, but we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I disagree with you strongly on that point. Okay. But, but getting back to my original point, I was an uh, avid uh, liberal uh, Democrat, <laughs> uh, and, and Reagan turned me around. I saw in his economic theories and his uh, defense postures around the world, uh -huh. the guy is great. And Donald J. Trump is on his way to a second term in 2020. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, this country's going to be better off. All right. Write that one down. Send us the postcard. <laughs> okay. Thanks, John. I'll talk to you next week. Listen, let's take our last break and then we'll get our next caller on. So if y'all stick with us, we will see. see on this side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now you won't know what you qualify for until you call 332-3773 that's 332-3773 learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home call 332-3773 for more info it's the home improvement resource program restoring value to neighborhoods across erie county one house at a time Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. He's the kind of guy who's most at home under the hood of a car or elbow deep in grease and oil. He's Niall Jenkins, and you'll find him on Car Connection every Saturday afternoon at noon on ESPN 1520. With over 25 years of experience in the automotive industry, Jenkins takes his broad expertise to the airwaves to help people who want to take care of their cars, from maintenance to repair. So pull up a creeper, grab a socket wrench, and tune into Motormouth Niall E. Jenkins on Car Connection every Saturday afternoon from noon till 1 on ESPN 15. 20. Want to get the raw truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Then tune into ESPN 1520 every Saturday morning at 9:30 for the raw truth with integrative health and nutrition practitioner Robbie Raw RN. Every week, Robbie takes an in-depth look at fitness, family, food, faith, sleep, stress management, and so much more. Feel great and look great in mind, body, soul, and spirit every Saturday morning at 9.30 with Robbie Raw and The Raw Truth on ESPN 1520. All day, 
every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. to think again. This is L. Nathan here, your host. Uh, and we were talking really about this whole idea of this campaign that I think has been underway for quite uh, some time, a few decades, uh, in a sort of a reversal of the war on poverty, that now you've got a class of people who are uh, in control of our government and in our media that literally are waging a war on what they refer to as the undeserving poor. Right, the takers. And I'm just trying to help us to understand these people that we refer to as the undeserving poor are not undeserving, number one. And the majority of the people who are receiving those benefits in this country are people who used to be a part of the middle class. They got driven towards the lower classes or the poor classes because of what happened in this economy. And they received some support from the rest of the country by making eligibility for those services easier uh, at, at higher income levels. And who's mad at that? Why would you be mad at that? But they, they turn around, the very same people that are getting those benefits now are the ones that have made up the fan base you know, in this war against the uh, undeserving poor. There you go. So the steel plant closed and you still had money, and yet you're now able to get uh, uh, energy assistance you know, and so on. So uh, I don't want to get too far off on that now because I want to get to our callers. Let me grab Mark. Uh, excuse me, let me grab Al first, then we'll grab Mark in Buffalo. Al, how are you doing out there? I'm doing good. Good yeah. to hear from you. Okay. Uh, 1.5 billion increase in drug-related federal spending uh, under George Bush. Uh-huh. Um, what happened to less government? I, I, I thought the Republican Party was supposed to be about less government. Now, look, I, I understand everybody's upset about the, the coverage of uh, Herbert Walker Bush, you know, but that that is there's nothing new under the sun. That's that is just the the media's job to you know. I mean, he he was president. I mean disagree with his policies you know he he was nothing well you know let's let's like not get excited seen. let's not get excited about that just because the three republicans uh had something to say about one democrat who had something to say about the coverage for george bush i i watched that coverage for much of the week you know when i was even at work i had the tv on and you know i didn't see a whole lot of people belly aching about the coverage that went to uh to George Bush, there are people who look at it from a dispassionate, objective point of view and say, wow, they, they talk about him as if he's the second coming of Mother Teresa and whatnot. No, That's, no, he was the president. Let, let, me, let me explain something. That That is just their culture. That's part of our culture, okay? Right. But, if it, but 
you know, we, we have to look look back and, 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 and see that the moderate version of the Republican Party that, uh, you know, your previous caller just, you know, Spoke to said that he, he is so, so much for. Yeah. Today's Republican Party is not that Reagan party. Mm-hmm. George Bush, Herbert Walker Bush and Reagan were willing to raise taxes on the upper income people, despite, you know, their, yeah, they did have a bad record on civil rights issues. But when you really, really look at it, Reagan, uh, you know, basically uh, signed a bill that, that basically, what, uh, you know, made it easier to uh, to get rid of these so-called military-style weapons, you know, I'm surprised that he wouldn't be freaking out about that because, you know, if, they're so, if their Second Amendment rights are being violated, but when, it, when it's a Republican president who violates the Second Amendment, they say nothing. Well, because they, they were the, because those were not violations of the Second Amendment. Republicans, yeah, well, the, the Republicans I don't, I don't are, understand the difference between you know if it's it's if it's uh, a Democrat trying to pass a gun reform bill, it's okay. Uh, right. It's not okay. But if it's a Republican passing gun reform bill, it's, it seems to be like right. they casually dismiss it. Right. Well, actually, in today's Republican Party, they wouldn't let you be a Republican if you wanted to reduce uh, access to uh, to any kind of gun. They would drive you out of the Republican Party altogether. Today's Republican Party was started, it, you know, they were hijacked by the Tea Party when Sarah Palin right. decided to put crosshairs all over Democratic districts, one being that it targeted, you know, a gunman targeted Gabby Gifford, and six people died and she was shot in the head. So what I don't understand is what Republican Party, what Republican Party is he actually for? Is he for the Tea Party Republican Party, or is he for the Republican Party that actually compromises like Reagan to pass bills to, to actually, you know, even even George Bush, as much as we don't like him, he he passed the, the McCain-Feingold 2002 Finance Reform Act. Well, you got to look at it from this perspective, Al. The, the choices that were available in 1980, uh, he was okay with the Republican Party in that era. Now yeah, that he's, I don't think he would have been okay with that because well, I don't I, think he understands what that. Well, was I don't know. He, he he just got through telling you that not only does he love uh, uh, Donald Trump, but he expects Donald Trump to be a two-term president. And if Donald Trump had the legislature put some legislation together to have him be a three-term president, he'd probably go for Donald Trump as a three-term a term president. So the 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 people who were fine with the Republican Party 30 years ago or 40 years ago. They may not be the same people that are the majority of the Republicans today, but a lot of the people that were fine with the Republican Party 35, 40 years ago, they're fine with the Republican Party today. It's just that this Republican Party wasn't available to them uh, 40 years ago. Well, there's ago. two different types of Republicans. There's, I mean, when you got Republican strategists like Nicole Wallace and David Frum and David uh, uh, David Stockman, Michael Steele, who was the former RNC. Steve, Stephen Schmidt, you know. And Stephen Schmidt coming right. out saying that they— these are the Republicans that that you know. I, I would prefer to have a moderate Republican than the crazy. <laughs> they're the Republicans who said they're walking away from the Republican Party. Stephen Schmidt kidding. actually has become a Democrat. He's so upset with what's going on uh, with the Republican Party. <laughs> and, and, and Herbert Walker Bush, you know, was a. I mean, I'm not going to. I didn't agree with all of his policies, but if that's the Republican Party that he claims to to be plugged into. He's full of it. I mean, yeah. he, he, that, that is not the Republican Party. The, today's Republican Party was hijacked by an extreme element 
I mean, when you got members, an AstroTurf movement, that these people were spitting on the members of the Black Caucus when they were walking back to the Capitol building yeah. because of the Affordable Care Act. And, and, and you, you know, you got people that are saying we should resort to our Second and, Amendment and, remedies. Right. That, was, that, that, was, that was your John McCain Republican Party. But that listen, was, that Actually, John, that wasn't John. John McCain got kind of hoodwinked in the, yeah, we needed a woman on a, on a ticket, you know? Yeah. So he got he got sort of hoodwinked into yeah. once he realized. I mean, he. I, I think there's a lot of regret with the moderate today's moderate Republican Party. I don't think they ever saw a a lunatic. You know what could happen if there's a guy who who does rhetorical tweeting that is provocative and and could have global impl- implications years from now. To, that that's an extreme element. I don't, that's I don't, not I don't know. All I know, Al, is that when I see the Republican Party that is in, in the control of seats in the Congress today, very few, except those that are leaving office, have any blowback that they say publicly about uh, this president. So whatever it is that you believe that they think in their hearts, it's, it's what you do in the, with your actions that are the true testament of what's in your heart. And so their their actions don't don't match what people are trying to believe. But I got to run, Al. I got to okay. get two more calls on in this segment. Thanks, Al. We'll talk to you next week. Let me get Mark, and then we'll get Kevin. Uh, Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Hey. When I see the Republican Party, I see racists, and there's, they've been racist since they've been a party. Mm. So there's no change. What change? There's a, you know no no nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. They're still the same. I don't, I don't, oh, they were hoodwinked. They were nobody hoodwinked. <laughs> they weren't hoodwinked. There's no change. They're racist. They've always been racist. You know, and, and this, this canonization of, of Bush, Reagan and Bush were drug dealers and gun runners. Them are the facts. Okay. <laughs> and his spawn genocided a, 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 a race. Mm-hmm. The Iraqi people. Yep. He genocided them, and he's crying up there. That's what. That's what I know. So and, we and, know. And to omit the, and you know that that's why ownership of the media has its has its uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Because how do you think they're going to do Clinton? Exactly. When I when I heard yeah. they were talking about Bush this week, I heard Clinton's name come up. Yep. Negatively. Yep. How do you think they're going to do Clinton and Obama and 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 and, 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 uh, and Jimmy Carter? And Carter. I, I guarantee you that when when it gets to be Carter's turn, they're going to be telling you all of the bad things they say happened. You know the uh, uh, Arab oil embargo stuff. And you, you know, couldn't get away from this right? Bush thing. The hostage Iran hostage thing. You know they'll be giving you all of that stuff. They're not going to be telling you about you know the Habitat for Humanity. They're not going to be telling you about the Sadat. Uh, 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 Carter settlement with, court, uh, yeah. uh, with 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 Israel, you know, and so on. They're not going to be talking about that. No, they're not going to be talking. The only thing they're going and, and the, the, they, they brought Monica up during this uh, during the canonization right. of Bush. Right. That's what they're going to bring up, and they're not going to have wall to wall coverage either. You couldn't get away from it. Yep. It's yep. disgusting how they. It, that's why ownership of the media has its place in the Republican Party. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. baby. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you next week. Let's grab, 
<laughs> let's grab Kevin and Pendleton. And Kevin, please don't tell us that you're not a Republican again. Let's, let's just skip that, okay? And Mary let, Ice let, must, let's, Mary let's just Ice get. Must <laughs> <laughs> Mary Ice must be Rastafarian. I'll, I'll mail you a copy of my voter registration. All right, and I will put it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, By the way, Al Nathan, man, how can you allow you know the guy to go rambling and say Condoleezza Rice? Colin Powell, Alex Haley Sr., and maybe even Alex Haley, great writer of Roots, and his father are all racist. Therefore, Martin Luther King was a racist, too. I didn't quite get, where, where'd, you, where'd you get well, that you from? You had your previous callers saying that Republicans are racist, and you didn't tell the guy, well, listen, there are good Republicans, and there are good Democrats, and there are bad Republicans and bad Democrats. You didn't, you allow the guy to go ahead and say that? Well, hey, we're, we're, we're having a discussion, so people get to put their thoughts on the table, number one. Number two, wow. <laughs> no, no, well, I, I, I listen to your thoughts. I don't, I don't jump yeah. down everything that you say. Yeah, I listen to your yeah. thoughts too, right? But right. let's 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 be real clear about this. But, but the Republican sure Party, the Republican Party, wrong. the Republican Party has waged war first against the war on poverty itself. It has waged war against the undeserving poor, and its basis for doing that is its animus towards those people that they consider to be the undeserving poor. Now, I don't make up where, where this characterization of who the undeserving poor is. They're the ones right. who talk about that. They're talking about minorities. They're talking about Africans. They're talking about Hispanic people. They're the ones who say this, not me. I'm not making this up. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm simply citing to you what they themselves are saying. So so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if every single Republican feels that way. The the reality is that those Republicans who don't feel that way don't object enough to those who do that they would walk away from those Republicans. That's why you see 100% of the Republicans in the Senate and in the uh, uh, House of Representatives go along with anything that they consider to be fundamental to Donald Trump's agenda, especially where his agenda is attacking uh, brown Im immigrants or attacking what he considers to be the undeserving poor in the United States. They go along with it 100 percent, even if it doesn't make sense. They still go along with it. They go along with it because whether they personally agree with that particular uh, 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 set of beliefs about race and so on or not, they still believe in the power base that they have uh, with Donald Trump as their president to be able to get the tax cut. Do you understand what those tax cuts have done to the United States? We've lost somewhere between 350 and $400 billion of income. It would take us something in the area of $2 trillion of new income for us to be able to make up for the tax uh, 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 income that we've lost as a result of these tax cuts. And, of course, right. that is not what's occurred. What we've seen right. is about a 3% growth in the overall uh, income base of the country. Uh, that doesn't come anywhere near uh, $2 trillion. That's why we're going out of the world backwards and whatnot. Money counts right. itself. Come on, Kevin. You and I have been alive long enough to know you can't lie right. about money. Money counts no, itself. You can't do that. And, and, and they didn't really account for how, what guarantees they have with these tax cuts, that, uh, what guarantees you have that it's going to pay off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. We so, can fuss about all the stuff we're going to fuss about, and I'm okay with it, right? But some things right. you can't fuss about. Money is still money. Money counts itself, right? All right, man. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Talk to you next week. All right, folks. 
Hopefully we're making some kind of sense. We look forward to talking to you all together again next week. Uh, we'll see you again at Think Again here at WWK. I even lost ESPN 1520. Let me leave the call numbers alone. We'll see you all next week here at Think Again. <laughs> been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.